0: Daily Rios, Episode 334, for Monday, August 1st, 2016, five years later. Do you folks out there know what ASMR is or what it stands for? When I can't sleep at night, which is almost every night. I mean, if you follow me on Twitter, you'll probably see some posts at 3 a.m., 6 a.m. It's insomnia city. Anyway, when I can't sleep, I'm a fan of falling down the old YouTube rabbit hole to watch cartoons, bloopers, interviews, news stuff, etc., well, last week, I came across an a- an ASMR video, and it has completely opened up a world of videos and YouTubers that I had no idea even existed. So I just had to talk about it for a bit here at the top of this episode. So what is ASMR? ASMR is Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response, and it's described on Wikipedia, at least, As a euphoric experience characterized by a static-like or tingling sensation on the skin that typically typically begins on the scalp and moves down the back of the neck and upper spine, precipitating relaxation. And some of the common triggers are things like, uh, you know, it's all acoustic and some visual uh, sounds such as speaking or whispering or inaudible whispering uh, mouth sounds, tapping on objects, rustling sounds, uh, brushing or blowing into ears, massages. It's all wrapped up in a re- relaxation therapy, etc., etc., etc. So it's been around as a concept uh, since 2007, but there is some theory that maybe it was even dated way, 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 way back in the 1920s. Um, some of the other names that it has had before they came upon the ASMR name uh, some of the names are attention-induced head orgasm, <laughs> attention-induced euphoria, um, head tingles, brain tingles, spine tingles, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So having learned this, seeing these videos and reading about it, I-, I tried to connect it to some of my own experiences and found out, oh, right, I I have experienced this um uh, most commonly when i go get a haircut uh, specifically when i get my hair washed by the person who cuts my hair and i get this kind of very calming effect this very euphoric effect uh from the water and from her using her hands on my hair in my hair and on my head um i've also experienced it at eye doctors when they tell you to put your chin on that machine and they can look in your eyes and they're really close Right, they're super close to your face, and they're talking softly, um, and this this wave of whatever just sort of comes over and relaxes you. Um, in some instances, I've had the experience listening to certain podcasters if their voices are soothing, or 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 even if they drone a bit, you know. Um, so what happens on YouTube? A lot of these YouTubers they use. Uh, a three d binaural microphone um, they also use zoom microphone microphones just like podcasters and the micro the microphones themselves are shaped like ears so that they can capture the sound in the same way that our ears hear it. And and then they can do things like they can rub the microphones with their hands or they brush it with makeup brushes, um, sometimes with their arms, or they rustle papers or um, they tap wooden objects or plastic objects really close to the ear. uh, And they'll go right and left so you get that whole aspect. Sometimes they'll, they'll even make it sound like they are behind you really interesting. So I I've just been fascinated with this for the past 5 to 6 days. I've really become obsessed. And I've actually used it to fall asleep. It works. Not only does it help me fall asleep when I can't sleep, it actually keeps me sleeping, which is amazing. So, has anybody experienced this? Do you know what I'm talking about? I guess it's really no different than playing music or nature sounds or um, those white noise machines that people have. Except this feeling, I don't know, it's just, it's interesting. It sounds like it's, it feels like it's tapping into other experiences or other physical sensations, which is um, kind of fun. So I'll provide a couple links because you really need to witness this yourself. And I'm sure there's someone out there that knows this. Um, some of the YouTuber YouTubers that have created content have hundreds of thousands of subscribers. I saw one video that had 15 million views. It's amazing. It's amazing. Now, sure, most of them are young, attractive females, but there are men as well, and everybody's, you know, young or old. Um, they all pretty much hit on the same themes, the same kind of... um different sensations and sounds. There are role plays. They do doctor uh, visits and yoga and um, massage and relax therapy. Um, They'll they'll role play an eye doctor visit, uh, putting on makeup, a kidnapping. I've even seen that, which was really kind of interesting. Um, Obviously, there are some erotic ones, and it goes into the sensual and sexual, of course, as everything does on the internet. The whole beginning of this podcast with me whispering. I mean, that was... uh, you know my attempt at ASMR. Um there are comic connections as well. There's one YouTuber that has the DK publishing DC year by year history book and she taps her fingers on it and then she opens it up and she flips through the pages talking about um you know DC year by year in a in an in an ASMR fashion. Some YouTubers talk about their comic collections some visit their comic shops or they read comics um there's even an a- ASMR interview with Suicide Squad star Cara Delevingne um where she does an interview with W magazine it was just posted 3 days ago so you know not only is it a comic connection it's very timely it's a fascinating part of the internet that I never knew anything about it totally weirds out Aaron when I talk about it or when she watches it but I love it. I, I've used some of the videos to, like as I said, to fall asleep or fall back asleep. And I'm just bringing it to your attention. So let me know if you know what it's about or if there's anyone out there that actually is a practitioner. Uh, I would love to hear more about it. So why the five years later intro? Um, If you don't know, um, five years ago, as of uh, actually July 1st, 2011, that was when I put out the last, uh, or I should say that was my last official appearance on Comic Geek Speak. I released an episode called The Best of Drunk Cap, and at the beginning, I said my goodbye to listeners, uh, and I realized just you know a couple months back, or you know little little bit less than two months back, oh wow, it has been five years. It's amazing to think about. It. It's been five years um, since uh, you know my last official appearance on CGS. I've been back uh, now and then, uh, and I may actually show up um, by the end of the summer, hopefully. So, um, what a long, strange trip it's been. One of the biggest reasons why I left CGS was to teach at my old university, where I'm still teaching today. Um, I'm now entering my sixth year, so I finished up five years, ten semesters, which is pretty amazing. And um, there's some interesting changes going on, so I look forward to going back to uh, the school um, at the end of the month for the new semester. I'm in my fifth year of dating the pretty girl, Erin. I'm also in uh, oh well before I go there um 5 years ago was the DC uh reboot called the new 52 which you know I've I've read maybe 10% of which is pretty crazy but uh that was 5 years ago and you could sort of say this episode kicks off year 5 for the Daily Rios um the 5th anniversary I started in 2012 so the 5th anniversary will be in 2017, but this is technically the start of that fifth year, which is kind of amazing. Not that it's been consistent, I don't need you to remind me of that. Uh, and not that it's been daily, but you know, hey, I did it for year one, and that's uh, that was my goal way back when. Um, so I'm just happy that I, I still have a platform to talk about my madness Um, and, uh, well, it's been since March since my last episode, so I don't even know if people are out there. Uh, if anybody's out there still listening, you'll get this in your feed if you're still subscribed and you'll be like, what, what is this? So, um, just a couple things to wrap up here. Obviously, San Diego was a hub of all kinds of movie and TV, uh, news. Um, sadly, not a lot of comic book news. I haven't, I didn't really didn't do a lot of research, so when I when I say that, I mean I don't have a lot of news. But how about those trailers for Justice League and Wonder Woman? And I checked out some of the panels for the Flash TV show, the Supergirl TV show. And it has me all excited to get back to some TV watching and some movie watching for uh, the fall season and for next year. I've been keeping myself busy this summer because of doing directing a show um, for a theater that I work with directed Music Man, just a classic, a classic, classic musical. It is selling out like mad, which is amazing. Um, I have a cast of 28, 22 adults, six kids. It's really great. It was a great experience. I learned a lot with uh, from my staff and from uh, the cast themselves. And, um, you know, I'm excited to see that it's up. It's in its third week, and uh, it'll end in... Uh, ...at the end of August, and uh, that was a great experience, and it was nice to do something over the summer that I don't normally do. So as a way to fill all the time that I have in the summer, usually, especially once the show opened, um, I've become a little bit of a Netflix uh, maniac. Um, I mainlined episodes and seasons of Parks and Recreation. I finished that. I am halfway through book one of Game of Thrones, finally... Erin is very happy about that because she wants me to read all the books. She's on book five. We want to watch the TV series. Um, but, you know, I sort of said, we, I, I really kind of want to read the books first. And I've uh, been sitting on them for a while, but I finally uh, started. And I'm in, uh, as I said, halfway through book one. And, you know, for those of you who are watching the HBO series or if you've read it, you don't really need me to say anything other than it's it's really enjoyable. And I'm taking a ton of notes And I can't wait to see if all my guesses pan out. Um, Let's see what else. I watched Voltron. Uh, I enjoyed that. I wasn't really a big fan of Voltron as a kid. I was more a Star Blazers fan. But I liked it. I liked it a lot. I thought it had a great ending, a good setup for Season 2. The visual aspect of the characters, you know, all that anime visual language, that cartooning language, all inspired by, oh, you could, you know, you can go way 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 back with with animation with the big eyes and the funny expressions and the distorted faces all the way back to the beginning of animation with cartoon shorts and things like that so i've always been a fan of that i'm i'm not i don't really understand why certain people are like oh i don't like that kind of animation and i hated it when it when the teen titans cartoon was like that but yet they're fans of things like looney tunes and um other animation shorts and early Disney shorts, and you sort of want to say, well, I mean, that's kind of the same thing. Everybody's pulling from the same visual language, but whatever. Um, I watched Stranger Things. You know, I, sh- I should really love it. I'm-, I'm just not one of those people that, um, I thought I-, I was really excited. I thought I was going to love it. And I, I liked it. But it didn't tug on the old nostalgia strings in the way that something like Super Eight did. Um, so I certainly get why people love it. I'm, I'm, I don't need to get into a debate about whether it's amazing or great. It, this one just didn't work for me. Um, you know, it's very. There's so many things it pulls from. So comparing it to Super Eight is not unheard of. And I feel like Super Eight was, um, I was more mo- emotionally invested. And this one I found by season by episode five, I was getting bored, and I just wanted to wrap it up. So I just watched the last three episodes today, and, uh, you know, if they do anything else, if there's another season, or if these creators now have the cachet to do something else, I I probably will take a look at it. Um, I can't say I was overly fond of Winona Ryder's overacting. Um, She felt like she was the only one that was really doing that, so... You know, it was. It is what it is. I'm sure people are going to be. Oh my god, I loved it. Great. That's. I'm glad you loved it. It just wasn't for me. I finished Star Trek: The Original Series. I'm now on the animated series, and the animated series is kooky. Um, But I'm glad I'm watching it because I've never seen it before. So, uh, again, Netflix. You know, I don't need to be a commercial for Netflix, but you know, without it, I wouldn't be able to see all this stuff. And then comic-wise, I mean, I'm reading some of the same stuff I've always been reading, if you follow my Twitter or or earlier podcasts. About the most recent comic I read was International Iron Man number 5, with the revelation of his new mother. Um, If you don't know, during the Kieran Gillen run of Iron Man, it was revealed that uh, Maria and Howard Stark adopted Tony Stark and he had this brother and I don't know I wasn't sure where they were going to go with this this was almost 3 years ago so now they're finally playing up on it but I can't say I was honestly I think it was Bendis and Malieve on the series um you know I was like okay whatever it's only the first part of the revelations who knows where they're going with it I don't know so um so I read that that's <laughs> there's my lackluster review of International Iron Man number 5 I can't say I'm really all that invested. I was just reading it out of curiosity's sake. So, uh, yeah, there's a little mini-review. All right, well, I think that's it. Welcome back. This has been The Daily Rios for Monday, August 1st, episode 334. I will talk to you later.